with all my friends. Come along with me, see how the story ends. Welcome back to another episode of Professional Hippies. Burn the man, some say. <laughs> Not this year, <laughs> others say. You can't fucking leave. <laughs> Most people say. But we're here to say we made it out. <laughs> Burning Man 2023 got the best of a lot of people. And uh, hey, we're here to tell you all about it. the good, the bad, the ugly. Joined by Hamdog himself, making, Ooh. I don't know, what, fourth, fifth appearance. One of those. I'm Colton. This is Dylan. If you don't know us, we're the professional hippies. We like to meet you somewhere between professionalism, hippie woo-woo, whatever that means to you. Somewhere in the meeting middle. This episode is sponsored by our sanity dopamine and serotonin uh, all of which are being restocked as we speak and uh, so the reason why we are having this episode about a week post burning man is we wanted to collect ourselves collect our souls and uh, be able to kind of walk you guys back through the mission it was to even be sitting here today fellas what do you think is that was that pretty appropriate i think that's a for good sure. opening for sure for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of solace in, in that expression there. And so yeah. uh man, we've had I've had a ton of people that have kind of like asked questions about the experience and um also yeah, hang around for kind of like I I, I think we've already aired the previous episode, right? Mm -hmm. Where people so now they know, yeah, that yeah. I'm a married man and uh that took place out there too. So I'll give you guys a scoop on that. But <laughs> While we're out there, if you guys didn't hear about what went down with Burning Man, there's, I mean, there's no way anyone that's listening to our show knows. Everyone heard about it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was asking me about it. How are you doing? How are your buddies doing out there? I'm like, well, you're, you were on the West speed. Coast. You got yeah. the tip of what we got. And, uh, yeah, so we kind of reserved all the stories, all the stuff. I, I even texted you, Dylan, what the other day. I was like, man, I'm, I'm I haven't called you just so we no. can talk about everything. That's going on. That's been happening. Because you knew it would. I would have been starting asking questions. To everything. I was like, let's save it. Let's get right here. Right. We literally now. spoke for four minutes while <laughs> I was eking out the worst shit of my life at a campground in Las Vegas. I was like, are you basically? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. All right, let's talk later, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that post where do we shit. start this one, fellas? Ooh. Well, I want to know. So we did the you did the journey a little differently getting there this year, unlike yeah. last time yeah. driving all the way. You did a little differently. It sounds like Mini Winnie did mm -hmm. a good job getting there. A lot yeah. more prepared this time. A lot more prepared. Well, on paper. <laughs> there we go. Right. There it is. So do you owe me? I think twenty five bucks or fifty bucks. <laughs> one of the two. She made it past four hours uh, without breaking down. She actually made it. All the way to Vegas without breaking down. Really? Yeah. What was our bet? I forgot what our bet was. We made a good um, bet. We'll go back and look I, at I it. I got but it written the, down somewhere. You won the bet then? I, I won the well, bet. I won the bet. She made it all the way to Vegas without breaking down. Wow. And so, um, good job. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's where it gets fun, right? So we hired Kel <laughs> to my brother to drive from Austin, Texas. We flew him to Austin, Texas. He drives the RV to Vegas. We fly to Vegas. Um, last year, it was just so tough that we wanted to show up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Here's the crazy part. Kel leaves 
Austin, Texas, Thursday morning, maybe 6 a.m. We leave Austin, Texas to get to Vegas. We left um, maybe 7, 8, Friday a.m. and got there, I think, like 10.30. So we go to the courthouse to get our marriage certificates and whatnot, and then we go to check in at the hotel. Kel was maybe 40 minutes behind us Whoa! to check into the hotel. So he made it in, I think, 20 hours. 21 hours, something like that. That's pretty good. Wow. Uh, I mean, my math could be grossly off there, but anyway, you, you get the you get the timetable. <laughs> it wasn't um, two days. Well, it days. was like driving time. <laughs> he made the driving time plus maybe four to six hours of sleep and uh, photo ops and stuff. Like he stopped at the Hoover Dam and you know, whatever. <laughs> like he he, he wanted to, to see it. the Hoover Dam. He didn't break down next to it. <laughs> he didn't, the engine didn't blow next to it. Oh look. That's the Hoover Dam. <laughs> so there was one point where he called me, and I think it was like wherever the elevation would change, you know, maybe eight hours, 10 hours into the trip, something like that. And uh, Minnie was starting to give some hiccups with the generator. So he was like, I don't know if it needs more oil, whatever. And I told him about how to adjust the carburetor. So here's the twist. Once we get Minnie in Vegas, Michael, how far out were we when we, uh, I mean, we made it most of the way to Burning Man. Right before we got to the well, campground, it was hot as hell in that fucking RV. So the generator was giving us issues the whole drive, and they're saying because the elevation change. And then mm -hmm. yeah, it stops working. We pull over at that uh, this campground. We try to use it, and we can't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we go to check that plug, and it is fried as fuck. <laughs> so what I had set up, so I I had the AC from the dash, so I didn't really realize how hot it was for Caitlin and Michael back there. I just thought the generator was shut off intermittently. What was happening is the AC was shutting off because the generator wasn't delivering enough power. Mm -hmm. So the way I had it set up is like that last town, Gerland, garlic, mm -hmm. whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> I had it set up so we'd fill up water there, maybe get a cat nap four or five hours and try and roll into Burning Man at like 5 a.m. on Sunday, 6 a.m., try and beat the rush. Mm -hmm. When we get to the campground... No one's there to check us in. And then we're in the parking lot. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck the water. Let's figure out this generator thing. And I can't figure out the generator. I'm going through all the manuals. Dude, I couldn't find that manual that you were referencing mm -hmm. for the life of me. Could not find no. it. Could find the installation manual. It has all the answers. <laughs> no doubt, right? <laughs> so I'm looking around and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I already accepted we were not getting into Burning Man. Sunday, we're going to go to Harbor Freight. We're going to get the backup generator. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me make sure everything's in place for the backup generator. And I look where, if you're at a campground, you take out the power plug to plug it, into, plug it into shore power. That is the receiver for the house circuit. The reason the AC stopped working is because the receptacle had completely melted. Right. So <laughs> when Kel put in more oil, or when I put in the oil pan next to this, I mean, there was three liters of oil next to the receptacle in an oil pan. Dude. When I tell you I have no idea how the RV didn't burn down, I mean, no idea. The amount of times I tried to flip that breaker on the generator to get it to go, the whole receptacle was melted off. Oh, my God. The only reason it stopped working is because the bare wires from the receptacle were shorting together because there was no plastic holding it together anymore. <laughs> The whole wire 
had just shredded and just fried up. Oh my god! Just by luck. Oh my god, dude! The campground <laughs> owner comes out to check on us. There's no one working, but since it's Burning Man, she's like, "Yeah, we're just staying late, you know, trying to help people flip out these lots, whatever." She comes out and she sees what's going on. She goes, "Oh, that's fucked up." And I was like, like, what are the chances you have one of these?" She runs off, comes back, and I was like, "You can name your price: a thousand dollars, my soul, my firstborn." <laughs> whatever if you have this she was like how's 15 bucks i get them from lowe's and i'm like i'm getting married this week but i swear to god if you if you're looking you found it <laughs> get a receptacle plug it in we're good to go um uh, did i miss anything in that michael no we're what? Than, i'm skipping through the, the high oh points god. here but other than the fact that it was like we're working on this he's working on this rv for like an hour hour and a half and uh, we're just sitting there, obviously tense, because we've just driven, you know, an hour and a half from the nearest real city. And you're just feeling a little bit like, fuck. And she just felt like an angel straight from it. It was, felt like magic. It was like, what are the odds? Like, and just a beautiful moment. Beautiful Bro, that, moment. That moment was every other hour. <laughs> Last time. <laughs> right? That was every other hour. That moment happened. <laughs> For whatever reason. So I'm glad you got to experience your butthole get a little tightened up there. <laughs> All your hard work to that point. Like, does it end here? Is this where? Uh, right here. So wow. we, we decided, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to support some, um, local business and uh, <laughs> daddy needs a nap after that one. So we got a, you know, four or five hour cat nap there. Filled up on water. Tour off towards Burning Man. Um, nice. I guess last year they learned from their experience and like were way more equipped when it came to getting people in. We were only in line mm. for maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. Something short like that. Wow. Yeah. Super short. Huh. Um, so this is where the, the fun starts, right? I mean, I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing anything, but um, <laughs> we're there all of five seconds, you know, for the new age ritual of ring the bell it took a light suggestion for michael to get naked stark naked and do a dust angel i mean you just said go for it i said why the fuck not dude you've been dreaming that moment the whole time dude, I was. one thing i did learn about myself on this trip is i like to be naked in public i that's weird but there's something about it i like it you know it's like ooh. I saw I saw that tingle in your eyes most of the time I was around you, so I get that's it. Right. <laughs> They're just the, the sparkle. All it takes, someone ask. Like, that's right. Hey. All it takes, right? <laughs> and to know I ain't getting arrested. <laughs> Why not, baby? Let's go. Why wouldn't you? Celebrated, hey. really. Amen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was super cool. I mean, the welcome committee, like that, because last year we didn't really experience that. Like, we didn't know. It was like, hey, there's a sandstorm. Get in there. We got to skip the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they just sent us right on through like they were way more fired up to make sure you got a hug than to check if there's any rotting bodies in the shower i mean it was like the priorities were for sure friendship and hugs and so yeah didn't check us at all um you which you know some people felt sideways about and i was like whatever um <laughs> you know yeah uh, um so yeah they sent us on in and we camped when we pulled in this time, um, we camped in a very similar spot. I think last time we were like 445 
Mm-hmm. This time I went a little bit further because there's an app called iBurn, which is super cool. It's got all the events. It's got a map that'll update based on everyone else's Bluetooth. So it'll show you in real time. Mm. It shows you where the porta potties were. So I drove straight to the porta potty like at four o'clock. And then I hooked us back in because I wanted to make sure we weren't right next to it. Mm-hmm. I saw some blue flags and I was like, smart choice in the end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we were, we were walking distance to the porta potty. Um, I saw blue flags, blue flags. I thought that meant we this saw is street parking. Um, <laughs> yeah. We saw someone else there. So I was like, you know what? That's the car we're aiming for. We park, set up, whatever. After we're done setting up, the chick in a blue car right there, Amber, shout out Amber. Um, she was like, yeah, so placement came by and was like, what are you doing here? And speaking as Amber, she was like, I just, this looked like a good spot. And they're like, you're in the middle of somebody's camp. And she was like, really? And she was like, uh, but because we moved in and other people moved in next to her, they yeah. just moved the camp for us. They were like, God, fuck the camp. We'll just put them somewhere else, I guess. So, huh. I, got, oh, I guess you can reserve ahead of time if you really like really set it up in advance. No, that's what they do with all the camps. Like camps get designated areas because they put oh. all the camps together and then whatever it's called, like free camping, mm-hmm. walk-in camping or whatever it's called is what we're supposed to be in. Yeah, because so the booklet, cool part is, is that. Oh, my, that booklet that they give you no, also gives you where You don't have to fucking at. raise your hand. It's a podcast. Just just talk. It's okay. <laughs> well, I think there's a delay, so fuck you. But there's a, in that booklet, too, it gives you where everybody is. And one time we were looking for somebody, and it was like fucking right where it was supposed to be. And then we had to ask people around because obviously they were not exactly where they were located. So the mm-hmm. booklet kind of was like a vague guide because probably that very reason right there. Oh, mm. for sure. Yeah. So they just kind of you know, flowed with it. They didn't seem like it was that big of a deal. But the cool part is, is that we had, you know, camps kind of like right around us, like mm-hmm. right not right not on top of us, but um, at the street right there. So it was, it was a great placement. Um, and then when, yeah, we had a couple good days until... A couple great everything days, just, hold on. A couple great days, like, holy phenomenal shit. Phenomenal I mean, Burning Man... Set up the carport... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. And that nice. thing was a lifesaver, for sure. Lifesaver. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because nice. we were going to rent an RV in Vegas. And mm-hmm. um, once I ran the numbers, I was like, just on the rental alone, we'll save anywhere between a thousand bucks to two thousand bucks based on what fuel breaks out to. I totally forgot that fuel is about like five dollars a gallon mm. close to Burning Man. You remember that? We were like, yeah. God bless. So painful. So it brought it down. So we only saved like a thousand bucks after flying Kel out there and and all that. But the other thing is we got to bring the carport. We got to bring, you know, multiple coolers, all the stuff from home. So like all that kind of stuff stacked up. So we saved like multiple thousands of dollars. And then you think about once we were coming out of there, I saw all of the other rentals that were rented from like these rental companies or whatever. Mm hmm. No shot, not a single one of them is getting getting back without a, a cleaning fee. Like there's just, oh, yeah. There's just no. So. You're the paying for like a premium, premium detail, and they're still going to fly in Playa. Like there was just, oh, there's no getting around that mud. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Everywhere. That is so true. A lot of the, I, I was seeing a lot of the videos of people getting their rentals back and they were just covered, right? Like maybe they, 
before the mud, they would have been like, oh, we'll get it professionally cleaned and da da da. But once the mud happened, they just dropped it and were like, just charge I even us. saw one that they got professionally cleaned. The owner was like, we know they took it to Burning Man. They told us they weren't going to, but like, this is really cool because a brand new pull behind. And they're like, we can tell that like they really, really tried. And so, like, we're really grateful we got good renters. And he goes, like, I mean, check this out. And he just goes on the roof and it's just ply a cake on the roof but everything else was <laughs> like so perfect <laughs> they just missed that's funny they missed the cake up top they were just like ah we'll leave that one for them that's all right they but, just they just didn't the detailers so whatever close. they clearly took it to like a professional detailer because yeah. like everything's like armor and and whatever um so yeah so let's backtrack i mean we had a couple like wonderful days before the weather hits and stuff mm-hmm. um Freaking, you know, jumping on trampolines, jumping in, jumping in tubs of chickens, you know, squeaky chickens. One time, I yeah, freaking, let's hear, I walk, yeah, let's hear, I Michael. Walk, what's your whole story? Like your first time there, everything. Go dude, for it. it was crazy. One of the first things I did, like when I went out by myself, is this is just a take of what you get. I, I roll up and there's this MLM lemonade stand. They're, they're screaming frozen lemonade. I'm like, sweet, it's hot, frozen lemonade. I roll up and they go, all right, here's the stick. If you want your frozen lemonade, you got to get some people to come get frozen lemonade. And they're like, if you get four people, you get vodka. And I was like, all right, let's go. So I start bringing Ooh. people in, rolling people in. You know, it's a lot of fun. And then one of the people I pull in, they're like, you have got to check this next tent over. And I walk in and they're doing like an auction. And there's just these people up there and they're offering like the most random stuff. Like this woman's offering a five senses sensual massage focus on any body part you want to the extent of your choosing, like just real like happy ending stuff. And then people are offering like Wagyu steak dinners on the playa after with a cart ride across to their favorite places. And people are offering (laughs) all sorts of random stuff. And when you're in there, you have your cup and you just lift your hand with your cup and people come around and they pour this drink in your cup. (laughs) It was freaking awesome, dude. And it's just like, you just go from tent to tent and it's just the most random shit you'd ever come across in your whole life and it was, it was a lot of fun oh, a yeah. lot of fun well that's <sighs> the beautiful part too is like watching as michael was going through it michael and caitlin i mean like abby and i are kind of having our own experience i had this moment where i was watching especially michael like be a kid in a candy store where it's like you know if you travel and show somebody like your favorite spot whether it's like a state country whatever like you have this thing you love sharing with people but you had your virgin experience with it and then you show somebody else and you can really only tell them like what your favorite thing is about it but by doing that you kind of spoil what their favorite thing about it might be Mm -hmm. if that makes sense right like oh this is my favorite part of this movie like what what watch this is my favorite part coming up Mm -hmm. and then you say the lines right Mm mm-hmm the thing I realized about Burning Man is you can't really do that unless somebody's like walking lock and step with what they think you think they should do, which is mm-hmm. almost impossible to control, right? Like Burning Man has this like imposing quality of you're going to get the thing that you need, not the thing that you want or that somebody else wants for you. Like it's going to manifest its own reality for you and like that's completely on your own it it doesn't Mm -hmm. it didn't matter like i kept catching myself being like oh last year this or fucking whatever it didn't fucking matter because like Mm -hmm. i'm watching michael like try and receive some of it but there's so much coming at us at one time where he's like just holding on to fucking what's in front of him you know as like 
some old dude with his dicks hanging out is, is biking by. And then, you know, <laughs> some chick screaming this way is like, come do our booty Olympics. Right. And then, you know, somebody's like <laughs> jumping our cocks. I'm picking up a spoon with my freaking bare ass and getting freaking free drinks for it. <laughs> I tell you what, that shit was awesome, bro. They, they pull you in. They're like, all right, we got the, we got a challenge for you. I'm like, what? They're like, do you think you have a big booty or something like that? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And they're like, all right. Well, then they skipped. There was a couple things you could pick up with your butt. And they're like, the hardest thing is the spoon. If you can get the spoon, we'll give you a handful of drinks. And I was like, get out of here. So I'm trying it with my pants. And they're like, it's easier if you take your pants off. And I was like, bet. <laughs> I just went straight for it. But I will tell you, next time I would have cleaned that playa dust out of my ass a little bit sooner because that shit, <laughs> that shit will rub you the wrong way. Michael is bit. not a believer about the playa. He's like, I can wear my chacos. You know, I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. oh dude. No, did you I, learn real quick or did no, you break anything feet, else? My feet were good. That, the only thing that I struggled with was that, that a little bit. You know? Playa booty. Yeah, you know, had to get well, a little bit of Well, it's because the dust there. got in. I think it's like when the dust like gets in there and like kind of cakes up, right? Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's the danger with the feet is that like it's not about it getting on your skin because I did a terrible job showering, makeup, Same. body wipes, whatever. You know, everyone does, and you forget you're sweating a little bit down there. You know, mm-hmm. and you're doing so much walking and biking. That's so right. it's like Space it's study. just like behind my knees, my groin, yeah. my feet. Yeah. Yeah. armpits like those were just the areas where stuff would like cake that's where i was really intentional about making mm-hmm. sure it was like clean and Smart. not like like cake yeah. um yeah. so you were basically in like a michael i'm guessing like just a euphoric state the whole Dude, time for sure. i really did yeah. feel like a kid in a candy store where like yeah. you know there, there's not many times at this point where you get like a real novel experience and where you're like I don't even know what's coming i don't even know what to expect like what and then just being awed and surprised and like Damn, and then just finding yourself in a position where you're having so much fun, and you're like, what the hell? Like, And it's just random. Like, One of my favorite parts is we're like going through all this stuff, and all of a sudden we're at this sh- in this giant pyramid with a freaking yep. sick DJ, and we're sitting in the back on these bean bags, just laughing and talking to people, and just like, <laughs> I, you know, having so much fun. I'm like, what a weird setup, you know? But it was just... That pyramid's crazy, isn't it? That, that pyramid, hell yeah, it is. It's so freaking sick. <laughs> So it turns it, out um, the the pyramid the first night that we were in there, I uh-huh. don't remember who the DJ was. The, the DJ that we ran up on was like really renowned. Who isn't at Burning Man though, right? And then it went into vintage culture. So we kept trying to catch vintage culture for like a redemption set because you know, last year it was so shit. Yeah. Dude, we saw him like three times by accident, never knew it was him and he was throwing down. And then like after the fact, when we were doing a debrief, we're like, Oh, he crushed it. Vintage yeah. culture crushed it. That that night, we, that first night we were in the pyramid, that music was exceptional. Like, that was exactly what I was looking for. Like, it was so spot on. So, if that was I'm glad, culture, too, because Colton was disappointed. He really wanted to see him when we were there last time, and yeah. it just turned into a real shit show. Dude, but it, turned, it was so bad. It got bad. It got better once we moved, but I'm glad you got to see him multiple times. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't know we were watching him because, you know, we're... Doing a whole bunch of horse face on the on the beanbags and um, being a bunch of whores back there. (laughs) So we we walk in and I'm like, my bones are tired, and so I'm like scouting a beanbag. We couldn't find them, so we're like on the edge of the dance floor, and I'm like, I really want a beanbag. So I go back exploring, and uh, me and this guy kind of lock eyes. Like I did the whole Christmas parking lot where you're like sharking for a parking spot, and you. 
<laughs> you see someone getting up and you're like, eh, 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 I'm getting in there. So this guy lock eyes and he just does the, you know, just jump right in there, man. And I was like, all right. Yeah. So we, so we end up cuddling together on the beanbag. Abby comes over after a little bit. She's like, I do your bitch ass found a beanbag. So then we all start just piling up on the beanbags as people are leaving. And then once you're parked and you've got awesome music going on, awesome visuals, people in front of you just grooving. What else it's, more do you need? It's yeah, the it's move. It's yeah. What else yeah. do you need? Yeah, for sure. So that was nice. And I mean, I guess, you know, we can kind of pop around no particular order. Um, Abby and I made... Uh, so one thing that, that I wish I would have paid attention to and been more intentional about was like, especially being our wedding week, having the, the fucking awareness to be like, hey, I should craft more um time with her right and be like hey let's go do our own adventures and it worked out that way right but i, I just going into it I, I didn't delineate that and so we kind of like had to figure that out and then we're finding ourselves in these journeys where you know regardless of where we're at we took the mornings a couple times together like the last like you know four to whatever and would go and do our thing. And one morning we made our way all the way to the trash fence because we didn't do that last year. Whoa. And so wow. we go all the way out deep playa and we make it to the fence. And it was like this beautiful moment where there's art cars that make it out there and, um, you know, people setting up camps literally by the trash fence and soaking wow. that in was just like super cool. I had one guy, um, you know, cause you're having, really out there conversations and i was like i really want to get to the bottom of the daft punk thing like <laughs> wait daft punk at the trash wall where's da <laughs> daft punk on the trash fence right so you know some <laughs> some artists are out there and one guy was you know feeding me some bullshit that i was like really on the hook for i'm like yeah give me the bullshit <laughs> and <on>. another guy <laughs> just comes out of nowhere and was like well you know about guy man you hear that phrase, that sounds like bullshit, right? That sounds like someone rambling bullshit. Guy man, yeah. Sure, yeah, guy man, yeah, I've heard of it. Apparently, <laughs> that's a dude in Daft Punk. Like, that's one of the dudes, is guy man. I didn't know so that. Maybe fact check that for me. But I was taking a video of Abby, so I have his recording. Mm -hmm. This man was serious as a heart attack about, is it, is it guy man? Guy Manuel. Guy Manuel. De yeah, so. Homeboy Crystal. Guy Homeboy Manuel. came out with a classical record after making. So they did their techno record that blew up EDM or whatever. And then he's telling me about this whole classical record. I was so overloaded. The sun's coming up. And I just like, I had to have one of those moments where I looked at him and was like, Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Yeah, man. You should check it out. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. All right. Cool. And another dude comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, um, I lost my bike. Can I borrow your bike? Go to the bathroom. So I'm in this like whirlwind of information. And I had to like stop for a moment and be like, hey, I'm getting asked questions. I'm getting cold information. This is a lot to take in right now. And so I just looked at the guy. I was like, dude, I love you. But no, you're going to have to check in on someone else on the whole bike situation. I'll check out the record. Abby's like, hey, did you get a good video of me? I'm like, absolutely. I was like, I just need a fucking <laughs> sit down. I'm about to fly off this planet right now. So that was a whirlwind of experience. I mean, Woo! I'm kind of rambling for the sake of it, but you know, I'll tell you the what, trash vent. you, uh, you want to hear a horror story? Of course. Literally my worst fear played out at Burning Man. 
like good 10, 10 out of 10 and uh was it horror or horror horror horrible whatever the fuck you want to call it but what i'll tell you is you know those moments that you've heard about and you've seen play out and you're like that would never happen to me i would never get caught dead in that scenario that's fucked up yeah that shit sure. happened to me that shit happened to me so i'm on my way to diplo <laughs> stoked by the way because who doesn't love diplo and I got to take a shit. And so I, I walk into the porta potty and I don't have my flashlight with me. So I'm going to pull out my phone. And in the middle of the dark, I phone like a fucking movie goes right out of my hand and it drops and it falls right into the shit. Right uh, sticks straight in that shit, dude. Straight in uh, it so deep. And without thinking, I reach in and I pull it out. <laughs> shit all over my fucking hand. <laughs> all over my hand. Now, I haven't had a chance to do shit yet. So I'm panicking. And I'm also, like, really after shit. So then I, like, oh, run out. No. And, like, you know that feeling where, like, you're, like, straight panicking. You're, like, I don't know what to do right now. And I've got this girl I'm in, you know, with, and so I'm like, all right, you got to keep this together. So I'm like, hey, low key, this is my greatest fear. I'm panicking, and so I take the phone case off and I throw it in a bag and I zip it up and I like, I'm like, that's trash. I'm done with that shit. And then I take my phone and I fucking start wiping it down with wet wipes and pouring hand sanitizer <laughs> oh, on it. And then I'm that like, is gagging. your greatest fear. Oh, I am, dude. I'm gagging. I'm like, literally, <laughs> like I'm just like, and I can't stop it. And I'm like, and so then I'm riding back to the RV to like dispose of this. <laughs> And it's this nice Mophie phone charging case because my phone dies in a second. So it's like this nice $80 case. I just fucking dip bail that thing. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're done. I got nothing left for you. And so then I go in the RV and I'm washing the shit out of this thing and I'm pouring hand sanitizer on it. And then I'm washing it, pouring hand sanitizer in the charging port. Like, dude, just straight panicking. And then I leave it. I, I soak it in hand sanitizer. And I just leave it soaking in hand sanitizer. And I'm like, all right, I'm just not even going to bring that thing. I'm going. Wow. <laughs> just left your phone in hand sanitizer. Yes. I was like, bro, this thing needs a deep soaking. <laughs> I can't even right now. And then, oh, my God. And then all night, all oh. night, I'm having these phantom smells. I can't, like, I can't get the smell out of, of my fucking mind. shit on your hands, too. <laughs> so I'm course. like... I'm smelling my hands. I'm like, I, I smell it. I smell it. And then I'm like asking this oh. girl, I'm like, do you smell it on my hand? Do you smell it? And she's like, I'm not smelling your hand. I'm like, God, I can't help it. What day? Oh. What day was this? Oh, what I don't day even was that? No, dude. It was like whatever night That's... Diplo played it, question mark. But that uh, is the dude, worst I forgot all about time that, for that to happen. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, God. So yeah. then. I after the whole panic or riding over and I wrote the Diplo on his last set two songs and I'm like <laughs> but whatever you know Diplo sucked anyway so yeah. okay. dude then, that is a horror story holy shit but I will say Jack my nervous system up enough that Lewis the child right after was fucking lit uh, <laughs> wow yeah, but, oh my god Damn. I know that's your worst fear because you've talked about it before I, dude. I remember you saying that's my worst fear that happened Literally, because it happened to Colton one time when we were in Vegas, and our his friend, our friend drops it in his porta potty, pulls it out, washes off, and doesn't tell anybody. Just plays it off like, yeah, nothing happened. So then we're all holding his phone, and with poo poo hands, poo poo hands, poo poo phone, poo poo phone, with the poo poo hands. But here's the deal: I much rather have my situation. 
than yours because you saw it happen. I mean, oh, my friend. So that was that was uh, New Year's Eve or whatever. They I they remember. told me, and then I was like, the the reaction I had, I was so mortified. Um, and he's like, I was just kidding. That didn't happen. So then that's the story I chose to believe. You, you grabbed an ice cream Stop. sundae. You saw. <laughs> I went in. I fucking pulled out. I had the the. Mixture. If I remember correctly, you told me, "Thank God it didn't land in the blue water. It got propped up on the chocolate, so I was able to grab it. If it would have went in the blue water, I would have let it go. Is, was it propped up like you would on a charger? You're oh, like, it, it, no, no. It, so it, it was in about charger. this. Deep. It was like in about this deep right here. Oh, yeah. No. All, so that's why I touched it because I, I had to like grab it quick. It was it was a sinking ship, dude. It was, oh no! It was up to the lens. This is the one right here. This is the guy. Oh, I would have. Done a trade in. I fifteen just came out. That's what I'm doing. You know, you know, I'm fucking doing that trade in. <laughs> they don't got no idea. I'll be like, here's the poo poo phone. <laughs> yeah, no. The terms and conditions explicitly say no poo poo phones. <laughs> they like they smell it. They're like, this was a Burning Man. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I smell the overfilled porta potties. <laughs> the guy's like, no, I did eat meatloaf. This does smell. <laughs> you got any ply wow. in this? That's nuts, dude. No, I ain't smelling my phone. But I do have so you, this hat. So that's for sure. So did y'all get bikes on did y'all get bikes on the way there? How did the bikes hold up this year? No, we brought the bikes all the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. None so, of them got stolen. Great. Which is nice. That's um, nice. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So uh Michael used Joe slash your bike. Um he, dude, he used it for like three or four days before he got a pedal. He just like shout out to Michael. I gave him props on this. He didn't bitch about the missing pedal one time. It was like... Nice. Dude, he was like, what do I have to bitch about? Like, you gave me a bike to use. I'm like, (laughs) what a fucking concept. It's got a bar on it. Just push the bar. That's what I'm saying. But I will say, once that we went, we rolled to this bike, and he just happened to have a pedal. Like, we weren't even looking for it. And he was just like, yeah, I can do that. And he he put it on. I was like... Bro, I didn't realize how bad my foot was cramping. <laughs> this shit is real nice. <laughs> well, the thing I learned too, because I was gonna help him do it at camp, and I like, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm for sure where the thread is going. But what he taught us is that on a bicycle, instead of it's righty tighty, lefty loosey, it's, it's countersunk righty thread. Mm-hmm. Lefty tighty. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how the fuck you would know that. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to really think that one through, because like, that still to me doesn't make sense, because you're foot is going forward i feel like that would tighten it every time but whatever it is what it is 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 is, and i got it now that bike has a new pedal so shout out yeah hell yeah yeah no it looks like a garage sale special but it is actually (laughs) i rode it to the store today that yeah the chain's fucked absolutely (laughs) oh yeah oh oh dude i was i felt like i was one hard pedal away from it just snapping and like you were absolutely you were and that last day when we're like trying to do recon and you're like booking it and I'm over here like trying to book it, I'm like, yo, I, it, you just hear that, you know, that just sound that that's not, that's not, that's, that's not, not normal good. Sound. My chain came good. off at one intersection and I'm sitting there looking at it and Abby's a little head or somebody's ahead, maybe you, Michael. And I'm like, I'm just putting it back on and some dude comes up and I am, this is verbatim. I mean, I'm really, really reenacting this. Hey man. Hey buddy, what's up? <laughs> What you doing? Just uh, fixing fixing my bike, fixing fixing the chain. Oh, nice. Is it is it broke? 
Nah, man. Uh, just just putting it back on. Just slipped off. What? What's up? Oh, um, I think mine's broke. Yeah. Does this look broke? And he's holding his chain. I was like, "Where's your bike, buddy?" <laughs> and he's like, "Over there." I was like, "That—that's your chain." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "What? How? How? How'd you get it? How'd you get off? Let me let me see that." Like, I was like, "Yeah, not. Yeah, that, that's fucking broke, dude." <laughs> he's like, "Can you help me?" It's like, no. "You're a sweet soul, man," but. That shit's broke. There's nothing I can do. Uh, there's there's bike camps. They have chains. You just just take it to them, and they they can help you more you than this multi tool can help you for sure. It's like, oh, so here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna there's a bike camp <laughs> directly that way. Okay, what I need you to do is take that bike and that chain right over there. Okay, thanks, man. All right, sweet. <laughs> Carry on, soldier. Carry on, soldier. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's just like... Wow. Damn. Can that's you funny. help me? Dude, I thought you were about to say he was holding up a little bike in his hand. Like, can you help me? <laughs> Dude, just a lost soul. He's had a coiled up chain. I'm like, where, where the fuck did this come from? The There's no bikes where's, around. Where's your bike? <laughs> that's what, dude, he just was walking with his chain. He just Where sees somebody else fixing their bike. Like, oh, he's got a problem too. I'll ask yeah. him. Maybe we'll have problems together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't go to someone with a bike fix. Go to the guy with them, also a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to the problems. And so we were scouting uh, camps and we came across one that's called Chop Shop. Um, and so. Is that the one I gave the pedals to? When no, that, that was. Uh, that was a different camp. Chop Shop, Abby and I stumbled upon uh, trying to get back to camp one morning. And we were talking to the guys, and so they just, like, I was thinking, you know, for next year, like, do I want to join a camp? Do we want to start a camp? Do I want to be in a fix-it camp? But yeah, go work know. for fuck fixed. I don't know that I want to like fix shit the whole time. It sounds Those are responsibilities. like no. yeah, responsibilities. Yeah, I responsibilities. I'm down to fix shit for a couple hours a day, but just. Handling our shit was a full time job while we were there. It'd be cool to yeah. find a camp that you might know someone in and just mm -hmm. be like, I will volunteer like a day to come over here and just join up, hang out, help out. But being totally self reliant seems better. I think so too. You, you don't know? have any schedule. You don't have to re rely on. You don't have to worry about, you know, but you have your core group. It would be fun to start a camp and make our jobs really fucking fun. Involving megaphones and banter. I don't and... know. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a guy on. I'm working on getting a guy on that like ran one for a while. Like he was like the head of it of a big large camp. He doesn't do it anymore. And he was like, "It's a fuck ton of work, dude." Like, I run think there's a things. sweet spot. I'm sure there's a sweet spot of like ten, twelve people where mm -hmm. <laughs> it's you know, um, it, it there's not weird camp dynamics of like friends of friends of friends camp responsibilities i think if you keep something simple like a communal kitchen in the center um an activity that you provide where it's like fucking plinko or cornhole you know something mm -hmm. maybe not that basic but like something when people are walking by they're like oh this is fun you mm -hmm. know put your wish in the bottle and we're cramming up somebody's ass something like that but then the job is that one person makes dinner per night or something 
right? Yeah. Like I think something really simple like that, not like, hey, Tuesday, four to seven, somebody's going to man the bar. That's true. Just simple, just simple tasks. That sounds, each one person comes up with a dinner idea each yeah. night and like your job's to make that that night. Like one person makes sure per day that there's cold beer in the chest and one person per day makes sure that uh, there's dinner made for everybody. Like, yeah. I mean, and think about it too. If like we all brought 24 beers, right? And we all bought, brought a dinner, that would really take a lot of, like that would kind of make things a little bit easier, right? If you mm-hmm. knew everybody was going to do that and do that well, that would like, that would save a lot of energy and be pretty cool. So how, how did that go throughout the week, right? Like y'all all are in the RV, there is food, you got to eat. Like how did, how did the living quarters situation go throughout the week? Cause it seemed fine last, I just got messy. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it went solid. I think, um, I definitely think moving forward, like the move is I, one I'm noticing, like the older we get, the more we love like our own space. And so I think that's just the move moving forward at Burning Man is like everyone having like their own space, whatever that means. And then having like a communal center Mm -hmm. because that just feels so much easier to maintain because everyone lives differently. And so like it was, it it actually, it worked out really great this year, but, um, I I think that's the thing that's attractive to me about like making a camp. Yeah. I'm definitely going to invest in one of those space pod things. You know, because I'm thinking it, it would be really nice to have one of those. Um, you know, I looked, I thought they were like 800 bucks, but it looks like they're closer to $1,600. So those things are pretty If you get pricey. a used one, you can get it like 800 So I'm looking for one of those. And then I've also have to get something to cover those, right? Some sort of top for, because I've heard that even with the, you know, the reflection, those things will get cooking without some kind of top. Um, which then makes me think, do you even need the reflection or do you really, should you really just get an insulated dome right and with, could you get that cheaper with the ac thing but i don't know whatever that is that's definitely going to be the move for next year because i like the rv but it's tough because it's <clears throat> the bed is basically in the place that you would sit right and hang out and so then it's like and then there's stuff on there and then you know it's just space is nice right especially mm-hmm. then you end up having rain come in or a dust storm come in it's nice to be able to have a hangout place and not feel like all you have are inside bedrooms um, so I think that would definitely just, you know, if you're going out there, you're spending the money, might as well just make it real comfortable for everybody. Mm, yeah. So I would, I would like to try one day what, uh, my buddy said they did when he went into camp was they rented a U-Haul and then they just put a couch in there with a large industrial fan, like some couches yeah. and stuff. And when the sandstorm yeah. came through, they just got in there and yeah. hung out in the time being. Well, we saw a couple of those. Yeah. That's a great idea. Right. It just kind of hot, you know? Yeah. So did you get to enjoy some sandstorms out there? Like, did you get to go in them? Like, how I was that? I got caught in a massive one. Yeah? Like, yeah. It was pretty gnarly. Dude, that was, that. Like, that was probably my highlight. That if, like, if you, you know, were like, hey, what was, like, peak experience? It was sandstorm getting married. And oh, yeah. um, the sandstorm was wild because we were watching goldfish, and Ooh, um, we knew nice. the sun was coming up. And so Abby was like, Hey, let's tear off, go do our own thing. That's when, that's when we were heading out to the trash fence. And mm. so when it hit, I saw a storm coming. I was like, Hey, get your goggles. And, you know, we put on the pashminas and, um, dude, it hit and it was so intense. And I was like, this is exactly what Dylan was talking about. 
and it was wild because the sun's coming up. So it was like purple orange on one side and then black on the other. And then the storm's coming through and everything just goes brown. And there was yeah. one point we biked by and I could see the generator, but no art. You couldn't yeah. even see the art that it was powering. That's how thick it is out there. It is nuts. Did you get to hear like, as you were going through it, like an art car coming up? Oh, art cars, dis- people, people were zooming, they're like screaming, we're coming. And I was like, I'm going to fuck you up. You know, it's like, I'm aiming for like a little dot. And then Abby's screaming at me like, dude, you can't go that fast. Cause like she could only see maybe like four or five feet in front of her. And, um, then we rolled up on a piece of art. Cause I just saw a glow. I was like, let's go to the glow. And when we got there, there's two other people there. And so we were striking up a conversation with them first, first time, you know, Berger, Bergens, but they were staying at the orgy dome as their first time. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, what a concept. They were super cool. And they were like, yeah, it's our first time at Birdie ever stayed at the Orgy Dome. I was like, really? I'm like, yeah. I was like, I have questions. And he was like, I might have answers. And I Abby remembers what I asked. I don't really remember like what's camp dynamics look like. That we saw an orgy bus this year, which is not affiliated with the Orgy Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, do people go in there to fuck or just to watch? It was like a little bit of both. Um, mm. I'll just ask some random questions and stuff. And so they were super chill. Um, did not try and rope us in, which I appreciated. And then, um, yeah, then we just kept on biking at a certain point. I started clearing up and I was like, Hey, before this clears up, like I want to just, Abby's like, what do we do? I'm like, you literally, we, we ran up on some other people and I was like, Hey, have you been to Burning Man before? I was like, yeah, like seven or eight times. I'm like, you're a pro then what direction do I go? And he was like, Oh, that way for sure. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and just tear off that direction. So the sandstorm was unreal. It is yeah. wild. That's why it was so hard to describe to you guys what I experienced out there. I was like, dude, Joe's freaking out. Now I turned around to him and was like, "Where? this is what I want. Like, <laughs> I want everything happening right now. I took all that, all that stuff. And it was like, <laughs> it felt like something out of like Mad Max. Like you're going through this yes. and you're like, it, you're like in this post-apocalyptic fallout town. Cause you're like rolling through and there's these camps with these big neon lights and they're like, come on in. There's people like partying and you're like, it just looks like absolutely apocalyptic like it's crazy but that's the wild part so we're in deep ply and then you guys were like in the like you guys were around camps and stuff right yeah so we were rolling through camps with that that's when we got the midnight poutine so like we're eating midnight poutine and then that's (laughs) right when it hits so we're like down all of a sudden you can't see anything and so we're like trying to take the last few bites right (laughs) and then all of a sudden there's just like you literally can't even see the midnight poutine you can't see the camp across you can't see anything we're just like huddled next to each other like all right well let's get on the bike and start going (laughs) and so you're just like literally at one point you're just kind of looking at the other bike just trying to make sure that you're like and then just every now and then you come across you'll see that you're kind of close to the side of the road you're like all right yep nope that's not it (laughs) yeah that was my worry was someone with one of those uh, electric bikes just hauling ass. Like just I can't imagine the electric bikes are zooming through that, though, you think? I mean, I would, but... I mean, imagine somebody just like, this is it, woo! Bang! Right. right to somebody. I'm just thinking, you know? like, 
Yeah, I, I would say like I'd be safe, but like that that would also I mean, there, be a thrilling that experience. One, that one guy on electric bike we saw ran into a generator and it was clear as day outside. Yeah, no sandstorm involved. Yeah, <laughs> so, I could yeah. imagine. The interesting thing about the setup this year, though, so they didn't have Bates Motel. We kept looking for it. That that wasn't uh. an installation. So we were trying to find a home base. But the way they set it up this year is that question mark. The base stage was kind of uh, they were on ten o'clock. And then mm. opulent chill and opulent temple or whatever they rotate whatever that was on like one o'clock two o'clock area so like our two favorite stages were literally on the opposite ends mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of inconvenient but at the kind same of. time you know it forced you to kind of run into other to stuff venture and, out yeah yeah, um, yeah. I it was not really following a super schedule like I, I looked up a bunch of like lineups and then i didn't end up following through on any of them i just kind of was go where that sounded good which i think is a lot of fun because then you end up saying that we're in that that pyramid and it's the guy you wanted to see vintage culture and you're mm-hmm. like that's kind of a fun way to do it right most every festival you know who you're going to see but here you're just kind of like hmm, what sounds nice oh that's feels right. like, remember when we're, we're were we with you we definitely were when we're riding our bikes and all of a sudden we just stop and we're just like Start Bob bopping. And yeah, we're like, you know, like, oh my god! And then we What's end up going up, and yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That that was the cool thing is that we, you know, um, I will say, Lewis the child, favorite down, set of the whole Burning Man. I mean, threw down. It so was good. so crispy and naughty. So good. I was like, <laughs> so good. good. Yeah. Damn. And Foster Domus. I mean, he he crushed it. Um, nice, but Lewis the child, it was like, oh, it wasn't that yeah. light, fluffy shit. It was like you could hear them tease, mm. you know, because it's two people, Lewis the child. So mm. one of the guys came out, and you could hear him tease like the light and fluffy stuff, and then would just chop and screw it, and just beep, 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 bah, and you're just in it. You go, boy. You, <laughs> thank <go>. you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, daddy. Yes, yeah. yes, daddy. Thank you. Yeah, Lewis the child was my favorite music. That was my favorite. <laughs> show for sure of the whole burning man at least the one the logical of yeah i was or like aware of that was to see diplo in the uh hot air balloon dj we saw the hot air balloon but no we didn't i didn't know it was diplo and we didn't really go over there no yeah yeah Yeah. abby and i did i also didn't know it was diplo in the hot air balloon but we did we were there at the time he was performing um when we got there because abby was super helping on seeing that i wanted to get cereal we did get the cereal we went to a camp Got some cereal. Y'all made it cereal? Did y'all get grilled cheese? Did y'all make it to the grilled cheese this year? No, you're no. making it to the grilled cheese? No. When we had the window, the queen didn't want it. And so, uh, you know how food goes. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, that was a mission last time. I know. And so, but there was, so there was one guy I made friends with that was like, um, he kept showing us these really cool camps that his buddies were in and stuff. And we started there. Then we went to Goldfish, did our little expedition. And then on the way back, we stopped in and I got some cereal. They were doing uh, cereal, I think bacon. I never got to see the bacon and mimosas. Funniest part was I was just in a state where I was like, I need some help on the mimosa. And so I like approached these people and I have Abby's cup and I was like, hey, I need some help. And they're like, what's up, buddy? I was like, can you make a mimosa? They looked at me like, you you really need help making a mimosa? I was like, I'm just yeah 
I'm like, all right. So one dude takes me up on it, walks me over the table, and he's like, all right, fuck, you got me on this one. How do you make a mimosa? That's funny. Yeah, so we're staring at the champagne. He's like, champagne. I'm like, definitely champagne. But I was like, I'm really looking for orange juice, and I'm looking at cereal and no orange juice. That That's where the help really is coming in. I can make a fucking mimosa. The help I need is getting the goddamn ingredients. He was like, what about oat milk? And I'm like, <laughs> he started coming up with the name of what a mimosa oat milk would be. I'm like, here's the deal, bro. If it's me, <laughs> not what I'm, looking for. I'm going to venture for that. But this is for my wife. He's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, so I don't think coming back with champagne and oat milk is really what her heart is craving right now. <laughs> He's like, <"Bro." laughs> So we settled. You compromise as you do. I put a bunch of champagne in the cup and grabbed a handful of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and threw it in there, shook it up, and gave that to her. That was probably good as fuck, though. It was, actually. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, I, I guarantee. I just got some more chata for fucking the other night, and I'll tell you what, that with any kind of liquor would be... Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound bad at all, actually. I Maybe. know. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of shake it up. Good to so go. some other highlights. We got huh. branded. Um, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, not real branding, though. Yeah, what do uh, you think? Was yeah. it a cold brand or something? Or? It was just ink. Just ink. Ah, uh, okay. I, yeah, I couldn't even get any, like, uh, nitrogen or cold. Meat, meat, meat man out there? Meat sausage man? No meat man. Yeah, looks everywhere for him. I mean, I, we covered every bit of that plot. That was the nice yeah. thing about getting there Sunday. So I will say for next year, um, I'm not really attached to like having to get there Sunday. Like super down to leave Friday. And then if we get there Sunday anytime, cool. Because things weren't popping off wild until Wednesday, I would say. Yeah, Tuesday was That seemed sick. like it too when we were Tuesday there. Was- Tuesday yeah. was fun, but Wednesday was definitely when, like, holy shit, you walked out on the playa and it was fucking alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because the camps got pushed back, too, because the rain hit before we got there, even. They had to close the playa. Uh, the same thing basically happened <clears throat> before all the people got there for the setup crews, is that they had rain, experienced floods and stuff. So one of the roads that we were coming in on, we tried to turn down, and there was a sign that said, uh, road closed for flooding. And on the way out at like two in the morning, because when we made our escape, there wasn't any fucking signage on the way back to Vegas about this road being flooded. So I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, we almost turned straight into a flooded street. Like almost like the, one of those people. Yeah, there's no there was no signs, nothing, and like the way the GPS was taking us down this like dirt road. Yeah. It would have been, it was so easy. And I had a convoy of RVs behind me. I had like two or three RVs behind me kind of like pushing the flow of traffic. It was, it would have been so easy to just bomb off into that water. And I turned off and then they all hesitated. And that was a whole other funny thing. You know, I love when you have a little convoy of people. And when I pulled into the rest area, remember when Minnie was overheating and we pulled in that rest area on the way to Vegas, they pulled in with me. We were talking and they're like, uh, well, you going to vegas i was like yeah and he's like all right man we just thought it was good to pull over here too i was like all right well i'm heading on they're like we're in it together yeah they're like <laughs> all right we got back and so we all got back <laughs> in the rvs kept carrying on 
funny. That'd be kind of a nice feeling, actually, especially driving many. Like maybe if something happens, one of these people will pull over and help. Maybe it's, Who it's knows, nice but. just knowing you got burners around you. Like we yeah. didn't know until we pulled into Vegas, but some of the bike lights were on the whole time. Mm. So mm. like that's not ideal having mm. the LEDs on the bike. But because these people were behind us for who knows how many hours, you know, five, six hours of that drive, that might have helped with not getting pulled over. Yeah. It would have been fine if yeah. we got pulled over, but um, you just Where don't. Where are you want. coming from? Just look at them. We're <laughs> camping in the desert. No particular I, I, reason. I actually don't even know. You help me out. Actually. Mars. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, either mud or wedding. Let's talk about that. I want to hear both of the stories, but. The mud is the wedding. The mud is the wedding. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, first off, you got to talk about the big double rainbow all the fucking way. All the way. Right across the sky. Double rainbow. So it started raining. um, Did it start raining Thursday night? Because we were getting married Friday. So Friday morning, we were out, and it was like 6 a.m., and it started to drizzle. But it was like nothing. Oh, that's what it was. yeah, Yeah, it was like nothing. You were like, this is fine. Like... Uh, you know, it feels good actually, right? Right. Yeah. No, I had no concept or idea of what would happen to the playa when it was wet, so I didn't care. I don't and, think uh, anyone did, really. Dude, here's I mean... what's so nuts. So we're, <clears throat> it's raining, right? And it's wedding day. And, you know, we're starting to realize, okay, this might be a little bit tricky, but no big deal. And Colton's like, hey, can you go to the Flying Spaghetti Monster Camp? I would like you to use that, their book for our, our ceremony. So like, cool, why not? So I hop on my bike and I roll out and I, I wanted I don't that get, to like, be the Bible. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> I don't, I don't get 30 yards and my bike completely, like I'm getting mud flinging on my butt, but I'm like, no big deal. This is fine. Like I, I'll just get a little dirty 30 yards in my like like blurt or pedals completely lock up. Right? Like I can't, <laughs> I cannot pedal at all. And the mud has caked into the tires and into the bike so thick and gotten so hard so instantly I can't even get it out. Like I, I can't physically get it out with my fingers. So I have to lift the bike up and carry it back to the camp. All the while, my shoes are getting coated with mud in such a way that it's this thick out and like this <laughs> wide out. And so I'm like, I've got these like 30 pound shoes on. And so I'm like, by the time I'm there, I'm like, I, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Like I'm carrying this heavy ass bike with this coated on mud that I cannot get off. My shoes are fucking fucked. It's no exaggeration, the shoes, like at that moment, every bit of 15, 20 pounds. Like it's mm-hmm, not dude. an exaggeration at all. Like the the mud was like clay pottery kind of mud. The way it goes mm-hmm. on and comes off, it it forms. It's not even like a, a gel, you know, like like it's not muddy at all. It's this just like paste that sticks together and cakes up exponentially. It just doesn't one layer stacks on the next layer and yeah you gain a couple inches in height it's like fucking wild <laughs> wow so that's what yeah. we knew i think that michael's alluding to the uh-oh moment of like yeah all right um what are we so about to do what are we now, doing here side note if you ever go to burning man make sure to bring some extra extra large socks that'll fit over your shoes because if that ever does happen if you slip socks right over your shoes you will walk over it like you're magic and you have the force and nothing will stick to you and you'll literally just glide through life like it's easy so pro tip 
in a way i'm going to prepare for the mud stuff again but i'm not i'm not over preparing for it because everything just gets fucked um Mm -hmm. so that was probably like three o'clock and you know we're scheduled to meet the photographer at five um so you know four o'clock gets everyone's buttholes getting pretty tight and then michael and i are like okay hey you, you something's gonna happen here but we the art piece that abby and i picked out was this really pretty piece of um these two figures when abby and i biked one night by it when they were setting it up actually it reminded me of the moment that we fell in love and we had our dmt experience where my soul was in communion with hers you know mine being uh blue and hers being like this red purple when they were setting up this piece of art it was two uh pillars that were like wood planks all kind of cobbled together and had lighting inside of them and when we went by it it was like this red purple violet and like a blue like a deep blue and it comes together and then there's this iron sculpture that kind of has like arms back you know chest out and it's kind of like looking Mm. up the sky so i I felt like it was like really representative kind of like our moment come together and so like that's the piece we picked out we invited you know a whole bunch of people come out to that photographers meeting us at center camp friday at five and then we're going to go out at six so michael and i you know i made the game time decision i'm like hey it's it's raining right now so like this is not happening in this moment but we need to go out there and meet and see the photographers there Mm-hmm. So we got boots on, we made the trek out there in boots, which was not the move. And we figured that out on the way back. Um, dog for end up not making it there. Anybody else for obvious reasons didn't make it there. Thank God we did go though, because we got ice and a day prior to this, the generator had stopped working. So mm-hmm. we needed ice for all of our food. So we got the ice like 15 minutes before they're going to close. And then after that, everyone else probably would have robbed that bitch blind device too, because no trucks are getting in and out. They accept Apple Pay. We didn't have any cash on us, so thank God they accept Apple Pay. You don't need Wi-Fi for Apple Pay to work, apparently. Um, hmm. We get the ice carried on our heads all the way back, you know. Um, and then it keeps raining, and it was just this really dismal feeling. It was like. Fuck, it was kind of this deflating, defeated moment because there was all this build, all this energy kind of like building towards this moment. And, um, you know, my heart just like really broke. I mean, this is the moment that I wanted more than anything for Abby especially. And one of the things I loved about the way she showed up in that moment was, you know, she's feeling all kinds of different feelings. Um, but she kind of just like put it in my hands of like, hey, whatever you think is going to be best. and you know, I had some stuff to work off of as far as like knowing her sentiments and, and what she would want. And, and that, that's just tough anyway, you fucking cut it, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't want to delay it. There's something special about that day. You, c- you can only control so much. And so what I really needed from her was to understand like, Hey, what, what freedom do I have here to take control of the situation and make decisions? Where do I need to honor emotion? And where can I just be a logic driven man and step in and take the reins? And what I loved about what she communicated to me is I was, I was trying to articulate some of these things and, and she was the one that stepped forward and was like, hey, I need you to tell me what's going to happen. I don't have the ability. I kept trying to kind of give options. And once she just gave me like full reign of figure it out, then I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we'd passed on the way down, like thank the Lord that, or the Church of the Open Mind or the Spaghetti Monster, thank somebody 
seven camps down was an art car that was a chapel. And so we hit them up on the way out, touch base with them on the way back. We end up getting in touch with uh, the guy that owns the art car. And he's like, yeah, it'd be an honor. What, at 7 o'clock, Michael? The rain breaks. A beautiful double rainbow comes out. I mean, the crispest double rainbow I've ever seen. It was wow. so vibrant. So vibrant. It was a crazy, like, especially around the edges, it was like out of this world. It was like LED lights. It was so vibrant. Wow. <clears throat> so in that moment is when I came in and I kind of just felt into how Abby was feeling at that moment. And I was like, hey, this is this is a sign. We got we to gotta make this happen. So um, she rushed to get ready. I rushed to get ready. Everybody rushed to get ready. We were running around like crazy. It was like a miracle that we remembered fucking anything. They happened to have a photographer in their camp. She was down to take the pictures for us. Um, The lighting, you know, definitely could have been better. But what I love, looking back on it, it like 1,000% is not the way we wanted it to go, right? Um, But looking back on it, it was the way it was meant to be. And I'm glad we did it when we did it. It was just really hard to let go of control and as weird as it sounds i always felt for people that it rained on their wedding day because i'm like how unfortunate but i always thought that would never happen to me for whatever reason i just thought like that'll never happen to me but i feel Mm -hmm. for those people and um we didn't have a fucking backup plan but I'll be damned if things didn't align the way they did. And like, you can choose to find the meaning and whatever. Like we got so lucky that things unfolded the way they did. Cause it just kept raining after that. It's not like the next day was any better. If we would have pushed it off the next day Mm -hmm. just would have been worse actually. Way worse. (laughs) Way worse. (laughs) So we had this moment, we took advantage of the moment. Um, we're going to run it back next year. We're definitely redoing the ceremony. And, um, you know, we want to honor like our union and, and mm-hmm. do it the way that we feel is the quote unquote right way and in a really pretty way. But I think at the end of the day, it's like also something you said for just being raw and real. And mm-hmm. that's what marriage is at the end of the day, right? Like you're two people in love. You got to fucking make the best of what you have in front of you. And that's what we did. I mean, it was a stellar fucking time. Um, yeah. You looked really happy in the pic. Y'all both looked so happy in the pictures. And I know in my head, I was like, they probably had all this plan. It didn't work out. And what I'm seeing doesn't, doesn't show at all what y'all are getting to see. But in my head, I was like, oh, what you're experiencing there, only you can know what happened there, really, which I think is kind of cool. Like, only y'all got to experience how special kind of that moment was you know no video or camera could capture what was happening there so i thought that was pretty neat yeah and and one thing i've like come to appreciate about and and now it's appropriate for me to throw this on top of because i'm a mister now um (laughs) one thing that i've come to like really appreciate about burning man is that the further you get away from your week the more things like kind of make sense. It's such a raw experience when you're going through it. And like, I shared this with you, Dylan, after our experience, like 
I don't know why, but I had it baked in my head that like our friendship fractured from our trip because of how stressful it was. And it, mm-hmm. and it pushed us to like a frayed edge of sanity and, and will. Sure. And <laughs> it, it was just, and it, it was nothing that like we directly did to each other. It was just the circumstances. Right. And so I, I think in some part that's like part of Burning Man because that happened again this year where it's like no one, no one had ill intent. Like not, it's not like the environment had ill intent either. Right. But there's like, it fucking pushes you to an edge and you do whatever you can to get through it. And then the further you get away from it, it's like an ayahuasca ceremony or something. You're able to find meaning. You're able to like find the the glory and the gore. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, Makes sense to me. Yeah. So the the pictures were hiding a lot of emotions, but they were showing a lot of emotions too. (laughs) That was beautiful. I mean, it must have been pretty rough that y'all are like, we're going to redo that one <laughs> next year. But yeah. that was cool, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just, uh, you know, we want the pictures and shit. You know, we yeah, want Yeah, the- of course. Of course. You get the pictures in front of all the, the temple or wherever you're at, too. The, the man. Yeah, I can see that. The photographer didn't even show up. Whatever problems they were having, you know, probably was pretty rough. Yeah, I mean... I can't blame her. You know, she hit us up after, after Burning Man and, and gave us a refund. But like, yeah, it, it was, it was tough on everybody trying to, um, dude, just getting around was, was really tough. Oh man. It was raining on me too. I was out in the wilderness and I saw the direction where that was coming from. And I was like, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so you guys, when you were backpacking, how many days did it rain? Uh, Thursday, Friday. Well, it started raining. You started seeing it roll in Thursday evening and then it rained all day, Friday, all night into Friday evening. And then it rained Saturday too. So really all of it. Yeah. And I was like, if we're getting this, I know they're getting that too as well. Yeah. I mean, that was what I was curious about is like, I don't know if it was from the hurricane or, you know, what it was rolling in from, but just a freak, a freak thing. Like even the place we, we, our like base where we were going to called Kennedy Meadows, it pa- the PCT trail passes right by that. And they were getting swamped with uh, PCT through hikers in there just because it was raining so much. They, they just needed a break. So it'd been, it'd been raining a ton out there. Yeah. Cause when we checked the forecast, like there was no rain in the forecast. Mm-mm. Nobody expected it. Nobody like it. I, we didn't expect it. Nobody expected it. And it just built up out there, you know, it's the government. They're, they're building up these storms. I saw some chemtrails out there. It's probably yeah, they're cloud seeding like a motherfucker. That's what I'm saying, man. They're doing it. <laughs> wow. So the that you get sound. I mean, beautiful story on that. I had everything. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, you you took beauty from that because I wasn't there, so I got to enjoy <laughs> that. So sounds so, really great from a distance. It's from right. a yeah. <laughs> So the you y'all are getting out there. I remember you're saying you had to catch a window because there yeah. were still people after you got out of there still stuck out there. Most of the people, yeah, yeah. Wow, dude, it was it was something out of like a fucking movie. So like we're like going and checking, and we're seeing people pull out, and there's people screaming at people pulling out, like, "Why are you?" You know, all this it's survival like, mode kicks in. It's chaos on a like, lot of people. 
it is really you're starting to see some weird side to people. Our neighbors ditched in the middle of the night, and they were supposed to give a po- couple people rides, and they just like left without saying anything, and like all sorts of weird stuff. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. So we're I don't know, like we've checked it a couple times. We're unsure. You know, we're like talking with camps, trying to charge our phones. We're like, I don't know, we're gonna get out. And Colton goes and does a little recon. I'm actually dead asleep. We're taking a nap, and Colton comes back like, the time is now. Go, go, go. I'm like literally trying to figure out like what is happening, dude. He's like, get the fucking chargers. Go get our phones. They're charging. We're leaving right now. I'm like, what do you mean? So we're like, we just sprint five minutes. We're like on the road and we're pulling through. And this is the craziest shit ever. This is so stressful. We're like driving this 40 foot RV or 30 foot RV and we're going and there's these piles of mud, these like stretches of mud. And you literally, Colton is gassing it and like slamming on the gas. And then we're just riding over this mud and just, you feel the RV kind of turn and then it catches traction and keeps going. And I swear to God, as you're, as we're doing this, we're pulling out. It's like something out of an RV Tokyo Drift movie. You're seeing all these fucking cars dug so deep in the mud. Like, so deep in the mud up to the front of their cars where they're just totally encapsulated in it. And we got this fat-ass fucking RV just rolling, cruising, gassing, gassing, going, and then just slide and then tracking again. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. That was Cole grew up in the panhandle. That was confidence. There was no yeah. worry on getting through that. <laughs> Yo, you could have cut that hair with a fucking <laughs> butter knife, bro. That shit, that shit was so thick, it was crazy. Dude, my traps were so tense after we got onto the pavement. Um, so, like, when we saw people, because it was, the whole wedding thing's Friday, right? And then it kind of like rains all on a Saturday. So, like, Saturday's mood was just kind of like, nah, because we're like, are we going to get out of here? Like, are we getting, mm-hmm. like... The, the generator's not working, so the fridge isn't working. So we're looking at the food rations, and we're like, are we good till Tuesday? Like, water-wise, we're good. Like, once once we start entertaining, like, fasting, you know, but then we're like, our camp neighbors, everyone's checking in. Like, 80% of people were, like, awesome, sharing supplies, whatever. Yeah, our um, neighbors were like, so we have so we're, many freezer-dried food, like, meals. Like, y'all be fine. So there was never, like, I, there was never a worry of food. It was just like, we don't want to be starting to have to ask for food because you mm-hmm. want to be self-reliant, you know? There, there was mm-hmm. no like practical worry. It was all just like the emotional tales, the narratives that are playing out, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and like a macro and micro level. And so Saturday, it's just like, oh, fucking, you know, we're probably not getting out of here till Tuesday. It's just shitting all over the plans. Kel's flying in Monday, like our marriage I'll, license. And I'll be honest, it was still fun. He so great. It was kind of you, you went out and played in the mud. There was a lot of fun to be had out there, but also, yeah, there was that pressure stress you know it was like for sure and you know i when i came out of the wilderness and i heard about that the raining what y'all two just described is exactly in my head what i was like this is going down you're going to be on a mission to find information colton this dude's going to be like i don't know what to do so i'm going to go play in the mud for a little bit and then you tell me What to do no, from there? I fucking put this man through all the recon, all the fucking work. It was just, you know, when it came to the point where there's nothing else to do, where he's stuck in the position, it's like, fuck, we're burning. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about to get out of here. And walking in that mud barefoot feels fucking great. I mean, all the shoe shit and all that is annoying. You get that mud in between your toes, and that feels real nice. It's great but, till it's not. Once it started drying up and it gets in that weird yeah. spot, 
that like, crusty it, shit that wasn't the best yeah the peaks and you're like oh but i committed to the barefoot you know yeah um, ripping your, your foot hair off yeah, I, I did some exploring too what was mudding or, or whatever but then sunday morning is when you saw people making a run for it those people are already packed up we made the decision in case this does go like we're not putting everything away and then mm. at 10 a.m on sunday morning I guess there was enough of break of rain overnight and the, enough sun that morning it had caked up. That's when you started seeing the TikToks get broken out of like the, the TRX. And, you know, uh, I saw a Tacoma that was uh, an off-road package Tacoma doing every bit of 70, 80 miles an hour, moving <laughs> five. Wide open, every bit of four, 5,000 oh. RPMs. I mean, blowing oil out the tailpipe going four or five miles an hour, you know, but he, yeah. he knew if wow. he stops, he's done. He's fucked. Right. Yeah. So people started making these sidewalks. It started packing down. And at 10 o'clock, there was probably a 40 minute window, give or take of people doing kind of an exodus. Um, and it started drizzling again. And, and, and it was like this intermittent, if it stopped raining, it was still muddy. So that's when Michael and I, we just made the decision like, Hey, if we have an opportunity, Let's pack up now. We started packing up at ten. We figured it'd take us a couple hours. We got some information. Yeah, that guy everything came up. Clutch. He said, "Make the judgment call at two o'clock." Because you probably wouldn't have been watching at that time mm. if he hadn't. But he was like, "The that's going to be your window of opportunity to make you know get out of here if you're going to get out." And the uh, lake a- next to the playa, Pyramid Lake, was acting as a heat sink and was making like the the cold hot air exchange was making all the rain dump over Pyramid Lake and was kind of sucking the storm cell a little bit that way. So even though mm. it was coming, you know, uh, whatever direction, I, th- I think uh, west to east over us, it was kind of diverting it or at least like mm-hmm. dumping the storm cell um, mm. over the lake. So four five o'clock hit and that's when, uh, yeah, that's definitely when I sent everybody into a panic because I went up as far as I could bike. I borrowed one of the neighbor's bikes, went as far up as I could go. And I was like, you know what? I see enough people making this like i see them getting on the pavement is the thing yeah because i saw people going for it earlier and i was like i didn't feel comfortable but i saw people in similar rvs or worse Mm -hmm. that were making it on the pavement and i'm like you know what i need like a 60 percent chance to feel good about it and i felt like we were right there at 60 percent because there was another storm cell coming in and i'm like if we get stuck on the playa so be it this is our best shot and so we did it, and uh, dude, it was like playing Oregon Trail for sure. <laughs> in real we life, were, though, we were like, good. This, this... Michael, right? It's like we were good. It was really fucking tense. We had to drift through some spots, but as long as you were all throttle, you're making it out, not trying to blow the engine up. <laughs> all gas, no brakes. At the very end, there was like this river delta, and that was the part yeah. where like. I was like, this, if we're getting stuck anywhere, it is right there. Like right at the base of the mountain, I guess. There's probably some something right and, there. And here's yeah. what happens. So we're driving and the, you know we're just like staying distance from these cars and there's this van in front of us and there's this river delta, literally. And we're going through and Colton gasses it because you have to. And this van starts slowing the fuck down right in front of us. And this Ooh. RV is coming right up on it and then Colton just kind of drifts it off to the right. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wow. 
close to I being no in choice. one of those situations. It was one yeah. of those things like I, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't ever stop. Like that was the thing. The workers at the very beginning of the journey, they made people stop where they could stop. And they were like, you know, trying to get me to roll the window down, like do this taped up. And so he's screaming. He's like, if you're going, just know like you can make it. Some people are getting stuck. Don't go any faster than 15 miles an hour, but don't go any slower than five miles an hour. Like you have to, like mm-hmm. he said, like keep your momentum, right? Mm-hmm. So right before we get to this Delta, this van pulls out in front of me. It's a minivan, total soccer mom. And um, I'm like, I can't stop. And I get down to like two miles an hour and he's in the middle of it and he seems like he's slowing down, but I'm like, dude, I can't stop and I need enough momentum. So I just floor it and I didn't feel any traction, no traction until like 10, 15 feet before and it caught and I'm like, I got to carry this through. And so he's kind of doing his, it just was sketchy, man. We're drifting around. Mm And it worked. I mean, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Once we got on the payment, I, I genuinely couldn't believe it. Dude, it is a, a, a rush That's like you awesome. wouldn't believe, bro. You know, that, that switch really, <laughs> it was like Columbus finding America. <laughs> it was like the air just ceased. All of a sudden, we're laughing. Like, I think I said something at one point. He's like, yo, shut the fuck up now. You know, and it's like, just literally could cut it. And then all of a sudden, we're on the road just laughing like, oh, my God. Crazy. There is oh yeah, because we're in the middle of mud thing. Abby's looking at me, and then looking at the road, looking at me, looking at the road. She was like, "I wish I didn't sit at the passenger seat." I'm just like, I've never been so focused on getting Don't something care. done. I mean, <laughs> so locked in. And Michael goes to say something. Abby checks with me. She was like, "Do you want it quiet?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "Michael, shut the fuck up." I'm like, "I like I didn't have the bandwidth to tell him to shut the fuck up. I definitely did want to." Dude. But like it, dude, it was so tense getting yeah. out of that spot. You didn't want to get stuck. Like, I think I was pointing to the cars that were stuck on the bushes. <laughs> it wasn't a helpful comment at all. But it's just like you're looking aside. You do that, like, but you do that when you get like that. You start freaking, doing something. <laughs> stress, dude. I'm over here like, oh my god, look at like the, the apocalyptic cars just trenched in the mud. We're like, oh, dude. I didn't understand oh. the Teslas getting stuck. I was like, first off, did you think there was a charging station out there? How why do you have I a literally, Tesla? First day I said the exact same thing. I'm like, a Tesla? Yeah. I'm like, I did the calculations based on T Max, you know, breaking down all the T uh the Tesla stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, you gotta hook up to a generator out here. And then I saw a bunch of people charging the generators. I'm like, Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Eric used to have a Tesla and he would take it on long road trips and he had a gas generator and in the back of it so that if you're on uh, the middle of nowhere, you can prepared. just charge it up. Okay. Yeah. Seems so, fucking so. redundant. So they, they obviously made it. <laughs> Burn gas for that gas, gas car, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure I bring my generator with gas for my Tesla. <laughs> so they, they made an announcement, I'm sure, to everybody. I, I have two questions. So they, they made an announcement with the Burning Man. We're not going to be burning the man. I'd like to know how they did that. And then two as well, the government sets up a station out there, a temporary station, because it does turn into a city. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you saw anything of involvement from them once things started going down at all. Well, supposedly it seemed like it went out there because there was like an Ebola breakout or something. I, I, yeah, I and someone was that. confirmed case of Ebola. The only time we saw police doing anything was there was like a rumor. Um, and Burning Man's a rumor mill, as you know. But apparently there was a gunshot, and we did see like nine Can-Ams 
fly by. I mean, that was the only mm-hmm. way that anybody was getting anywhere was by a side by side or a can am. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only time we saw anything. And you see police around, but they're chill. They're just making sure nobody's killing nobody. Police presence was a lot less this year. I mean, we we spent mm-hmm. a lot less time at the um the stage where you got attacked by gay men uh, in so many words. <laughs> um and they they seem to like really hang out there a lot. Um that's all they know. They're like, I know music, there's drugs. We're gonna go over there. <laughs> yeah, but we really didn't see cops anywhere else. I mean, that was the only stage mm. that we saw cops out actively patrolling aside from at ten o'clock and there was Robo Heart. There was like a line of cops, but they were like kind of dicking off. I saw one Probably cop showing off his uh Belgian Malawa. Yeah, oh, dude, that was sick, dude. That was such a beautiful dog. There was one time too. I was in this the dog back was of that... so cute. Yeah, so cute. But Those are I was expensive and ferocious. Yeah, we. I, that's crazy. I saw one of those at Kennedy Meadows. That's wild. Y'all saw one, and I saw one out there. Those mm-hmm. things are, dude. And it like was so top. cute because we were like, "Oh, we should go pet the puppy." And I was like, "No." And then girls walk up, and you know, are playing with them. And so eventually, a bunch of hippies start gravitating towards the puppy, and. um I saw one guy, or no, it was, it was the girls initially went up. They're all timid and stuff. And he's like, oh, no, he's fine. And so they're petting the puppy. And it was really cute. Belgian model had goggles, you know, had some space <laughs> goggles on them and stuff. And then cool. this guy starts to walk up. No, excuse me. I remember it was another girl that starts to walk up after the initial chicks had left. And um, she's like approaching confidently because she saw the people. The cop gives the dog a command to be on guard. When mm. I tell you this dog flipped the script from like happy-go-lucky, life is but a ball, to I will rip your throat out, I was like, oh, God damn. <laughs> just on guard. Ooh. And then he was like, nah, I'm just playing. And he <laughs> told the dog to back off, and the dog like hops back into the cop's arms and is like chewing on a ball. It's like, eh, I'm so pretty. <laughs> That was, was fucked up everybody in that area. It's like fuck. Dude, yeah, that is wild. Beautiful dog. Wow, I was curious on that. So did they did they announce like we're not doing the burn? Everyone they hunkered down. Tuesday, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They just oh, no, yeah, they, they, did they, they kept saying they were going to do it, and then it kept raining, so it kept being wet. But eventually, <laughs> you know, there's a pyrotechnic out there that's like, no, this thing's going up. You'll... Oh, for sure, enough gas, <laughs> anything will burn. That's just a I'll be the last one out here and I'll press this button. I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) Don't you worry. Imagine being the astronauts a view. You think they burned the temple temple of a guy the same night? I think they did it pretty close to each other. They they started the temple. They burned a lot of the art. They they burned the temple and then uh and then they burned the man like an hour after they started the temple or something like that. This is kind of hard speculation from like what I heard. It's tough to get confirmation on anything from Burning Man. How sick would that be as you're going through and like all of it's burning at once? Like that would be such an experience, right? All the art pieces and then the temple and the man and you're just, that'd be wild. That would be wild. Just standing out in the middle. Mm Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is, and there's a lot of experiences that we're missing recapping now, but uh, it was 
it was tight, man. It was a great trip. Yeah. Wow, guys. Yeah, it was. One thing, though, is that you're definitely not allowed to not come next year. So we got to figure out <laughs> For what sure. that looks like. Because For uh, sure. that that is a requirement. Not every year, but definitely not every year. Next I'd like to make it next year. That'd be fun. As long as there's not a hurricane coming. That's the number one rule. <laughs> there can't be a hurricane on the way. Coming out of the wilderness to find out your house was flooded. Awesome. Not you know? ideal. But I want to give a shout out to Christy because she doesn't let me bring up her name here, but shout out to her because I wouldn't be able to do this podcast right now. If she was the only one in the area that was like, uh, it might get really bad around here. Yeah. And my neighbor was like, no, it's going up to Perry, Florida. It should be fine. She came over here and threw all my stuff up as much as she could, like just get it off the ground. And my yeah. whole house ended up flooding. So uh, all my podcast equipment, she got up all like everything she could think of got up. So just wow. love her so much. Can't wait to marry her. It sounds like a woman worth marrying. Oh, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. But Hell that yeah. was awesome. There was w- one point too, that the, while, when I was out in the wilderness, it was uh, a, <laughs> couple of quick stories on that so the 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 group i was with i go every year out to the sierras right and it was an older guy and a couple other guys his son and a, and a bigger fella and um the first day i found out once i got there they wanted to do a 14 miler out in the sierras and if anyone knows the sierras it's one of the most like rocky big step i mean to go five miles in the sierras is rough out yeah there, right yeah. And so I went to I went to him and I was like, Are you sure you want to do that? Like I don't know if he's like all the confidence were like, Yeah, 14 mile. I was like, I can do that. And that's tough. I was like, I don't know if you know what you're getting into. They're like, Oh, we'll get it. So we get that's six, definitely seven, hard on the scale. Hard on the scale. Even 14, doing it on 18. Miles, yeah, I was about to say 14 miles on the 18 is like that's a day, right? That's that's like that's a day. That's a freaking solid day. And we were starting at 7 a.m. out there, right? Like we were. We were getting out there. And I go, okay, no problem, guys. We'll do it. So we get six, seven miles in. And they are like, we got to go find, we got to find camp or whatever. I was like, not, 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 not seven miles. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> and there was at one point, he was, uh, the guy, the, the dad kind of leads setting everything up for us. And we were sitting down chilling and I was resting with him and, and he's breathing hard. And I go, so while we're chilling seven miles in, what was the thought process here? You tell me. Let's go ahead and think about that. And he was like, oh, I just thought we could make it. I was like, no consulting with me whatsoever, like at all. The, I've done this more than you have your entire life. And you didn't think to be like, hey, do you think we could do this? And he's like, I thought we could make it. Okay. Just I want you to remember this moment the next time you think like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got, we we got, we st- ended up stopping about seven miles in. We had a great first night, awesome. The next few nights, the mosquitoes were worse than I've ever seen in Florida. Like, and I am not a mosquito person. And every time I've brought my mosquito spray, we've never had mosquitoes. So I was like, oh, it's a Sierra. It's cold. Maybe a little mosquitoes, dude. I was like, at one point, I'm hiking trying to get to the spot where I need. I would slap my arm. Five, six, seven would be coming off my arm. So we come to find out that at night, around 8.30, they kind of disappear, right? That's just the time they disappear. So I've, I figured out how to cover myself up, and I'm sitting next to the fire just, like, waiting for it to go. And I was like, I could be at Burning Man right now. I could be. I could be right, right there, right now. Like, the whole time, just in my head, like, I could be right there. Nope, no, nope, we're just... 
dude, for three days, I was like that. <laughs> three days. Mosquitoes, mosquitoes, mosquitoes. One night, it was so bad. We got to one of the lakes. We finally made it to that we had been trying to. My buddy, I'm hiking behind him. He has hundreds of mosquitoes on his pants and then hundreds following him. And I know if that's happening to him, that's happening oh. to me. So we finally, on the last uh, Thursday, right, we make it to, we did 30 miles. We did a through hike through the entire immigrant wilderness, right? So Yosemite backs up to immigrant. So here's Yosemite Park. And you know how they say, like, oh, we're not going to take you to the back because that's where it's dangerous. We were further back. Like, that's where we were. So we hiked the entire immigrant wilderness in a week, 30 miles. We hung out at a cool spot for a couple of days. Uh, we make it to a place called Lower Relief. And it's the first night where there's wind, it's cold air, and no mosquitoes. Oh, dude, I would have paid anybody just to put me there the whole week, you know? So then, but you see the rain starting to come in. <laughs> and then the second night, it rains all day. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, we're not going to have a fire now. And I was like, bullshit. <laughs> I go and got all this wood. I start a fire. I was like, I don't give a shit if a ranger comes up. I part so much wood on top of this i was like screw california wildfires it's raining here and i just made a huge bonfire out there and uh it rained all day and then saturday it rained all day and i knew if it was raining there it was definitely raining on you guys and i didn't find out about it till i got out of the wilderness i uh i talked to i called christy and she was like do you hear about what's going on at burning man and i was like oh no <laughs> that's the and then she goes, I'll tell you a little bit later, but I would check it on when you get the chance. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, but once I found out my house flooded and some other family stuff, I was like, all right, I'm glad I didn't go to Burning Man because I had to go deal with that. But yeah. um, man, that, that my that thought definitely crossed my mind a couple of times while I was out there. Oh, I told dude. the guys when we were sitting there, we were sitting around the fire and I was like, I just want to let y'all know I chose y'all over Burning Man. <laughs> I was like, I just want y'all to remember that. I just, no, just I'm not trying to dictate how you feel, but this is how I feel right now. There was one time, there was one time my buddy was a bigger fella and he was struggling, trying to scan through him out. And I was waiting on him, like, no problem, man. But I was getting bit up by mosquitoes. And he goes, I would rather stop and get bit up by mosquitoes than the way I feel right now. And I went, peace. I just left him. It's like, you know where you're going? Keep going that way. You'll run into me. I ain't dealing with this at all. <laughs> uh, so you but, didn't pack any bug spray? No. It was the only time I've never packed bug spray. Oh. It was the one time I've never done it. And I had to wear like three layers so they couldn't bite through it. By the uh, fourth day, someone had a bag there that was sitting there. And he ended up hiking like a old PCT hiker and he came he's like I found this like mosquito net and I just swiped it out of sand and put it on I was like this is mine and I had I still have it I was like I'm not leaving this place without this dude for sure the mania that is accompanied by not being able to get mosquitoes off you is it was insane and it came to the oh. point where they're just all over me and uh, the, the all over you, and you're just sitting there, and you just have to hear the buzz. And it, it turns out they also like salt, because I don't know why they were also trying to salt. So I would jump in the lake, take a quick shower, just get all the salt from hiking off, and then it helped a, a little bit. I think but I'd rather be bitten by fire ants than 
mosquitoes because just the buzz the constant nagging i mean at least you could pop something fucking later you can't the mosquito uh, and it was crazy they would bite but it wouldn't leave anything uh, there was one point we would go in our tents to like chill just to get out of them and i was reading my book and later on i didn't realize my arm was resting against the net and they were just pop, 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 and i didn't realize oh it. my god so, i'm getting phantom bites right now like it's yeah. like making I mean, me feel I'm like i'm feeling tingles as we're talking about this <laughs> Yeah. It was a mosquito year for sure. It was a mosquito. All the snow melted and left all these puddles everywhere. And it oh, just dude. Swore. You'd swipe your hand across I do some, not envy that some position. grass, and there would just be thousands of baby ones. God. That would come out. So it was, it, was, it was challenging. You know, every trip's a little challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a mosquito year of challenge, you know. We went and through I our packed challenges. so good. I packed my pack so good this year. It was so light. I measured every little detail. I was like, I'm not going to have a heavy pack. I'm going to have a good year. Bam. Not never never miss anything. <laughs> so as much as I would, I would have definitely liked to be out there with you guys. That would have been fun. It worked sure. out the way it was supposed to. We all learned some lessons. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What an experience, guys. Woo. Well, until like next year, I suppose. Buddy. Yeah, until next year. Well, until the next... Whatever happens. <laughs> well, anything you guys want to add to that, Michael? If if uh, if someone what being out there, and someone would have asked you a question, what do you wish they would have asked you the most out there while you were out there? Like a random person came up and asked you a question, what what would you like to have been asked and talked about? Like been asked and talked about. Where the fucking meat man was, I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I, I think I had I had this desire to get a, a massage by a bunch of different hands at one time. And I was like looking to see if there's any massage camps. Didn't happen yet. So I wish somebody would have asked me, "Hey, do you want a massage by a bunch of different people at one time?" That would be pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Well, you hear you heard it here, folks, from Doo Doo Hands. He wishes he would have gotten a massage out there for some other hand. I also wish I would have been asked to go for a naked bike ride because I just was going to do it, and Ooh. then the mud happened, and then it didn't happen. So next year. <laughs> the mud robbed a couple experiences. That That's a, that's a surefire shame that didn't happen did. for you, buddy. Uh-huh. That's all right. Next year. Next year. Well, next if year. you have anybody that is uh, curious about themselves – Check in on them. But if they, if you think this podcast might be good for them, send it their way. Um, hey, that's our experience at Burning Man. That's our experience on the, the West Coast Forest. And lordy, lordy, look who turned 40. Hey, we love you guys. Yet. And uh, next year, we'll bring back some more hot content and some... Uh, bring it back. <laughs> run it back. Well, run it back. That's all we got for you, folks. Till next week. Peace. Peace.